The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Everyone, here I am. It's John DePietro on this uh, Tuesday. My goodness, tornado watch is in effect for certain parts of our area. So, folks, be on the alert for everything that is uh, that is happening and going on. It is the John DePietro Show. This portion of our program is brought to you by Case. Stop in. You can always get takeout. They have a great Facebook page right across from uh, Cass Avenue. A delicious steak sandwich has your name on it. Stop in and see them at Case. Well, folks, again, uh, as I said, there's a lot of news to get to on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. The governor, Governor Mundo press briefing is going to be tomorrow. But this business now that Rhode Island has been added to the list for if you want to go to certain other states that now you have to quarantine. I want to play. There is uh, some uh, news on that. I want to play it from Channel 12 has a package on it that uh, because of our numbers. Now there, Rhode Island, we're disputing the numbers that they're saying we have, but it seems to be a fact is a fact. Here we go. If you are in Rhode Island, but planning to visit states to our west at any point, well, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont says they have just added Rhode Island to their list of states of visitors who must quarantine for 14 days if they visit. New Jersey and New York have also added Rhode Island residents to that quarantine advisory list. In Connecticut, violating the quarantine could land you a $1,000 fine. Now, I am very anxious to hear how Governor Mundo is going to explain that tomorrow now her weekly press briefing will be tomorrow and i plan on being there and we'll certainly carry it but it's not your imagination we've been hearing that the state has been and her administration has been doing a a terrific job during this whole thing and um and instead we have a situation you know like this as far suddenly now that the state is going to have to Quarantine. Now, the other story that I want to play is this disturbing story about that Providence City Council person in the body cam footage that was released, released at the end of the day yesterday. And it's this Kat Kerwin person. And Channel 12, I believe, had a pretty good package uh, that I'm going to play for you folks. You can see some of the video. It is available if you go to the um, the website, petro.com. And then you can see it for yourself. But it's, um, I think it's embarrassing. It's atrocious. And I also, as I was saying last hour, I, I think if you're an elected official, why are you hanging out at a, at a bar that has, you know, kill a cop sign in the window? What an absolute disgrace to not only law enforcement, but their family. How would you like to be? I mean, where, where do these, someone like that, she should not be in office. You absolutely should not be in office if if you think that that is appropriate, that you even have anything like that. So I want to play it for you. And because of some of the language, especially used by her, we can't play all of it. But you can see the body cam footage if you uh, go to the website, depetro.com. And I have parts of it there. I kind of edited it because it it's a little long. But uh, this is someone who it is frightening as much as people. Some people saying, you know, don't take her serious and just ignore. Her. Excuse me. This is a sitting city council person and she has votes with things like defund the police. And this is someone that gets to vote on things like reparations and other things like that. So I want to um, I want to uh, play for you. This is the. Channel 12 package. Again, you can see the video uh, on depetro.com. I don't know why suddenly now this is having a hard time playing. I thought they did a, a, a decent... Nope. I don't know why that is not playing like that. Uh, I apologize, folks. Um, but you can see the footage. I can't play a lot of the audio just because some of the language that she uses in, uh, in swearing and the police are... I'm not going to play because you can't. She immediately says she's going to call the, the chief. And I know Chief Clemens. And I'm going to get him involved. And it's um, 
it's it's really embarrassing. And as I had said last hour, this is the same person who was ultimately was uh, advocating for vandalism on the Columbus statue. I thought Channel 12 had a package. I don't know why I couldn't get it to play a lot of the stuff that I listen to and then play. Um, it comes out fine. The other thing is that interview that all these people are saying he did a great job. I found this David Swan. I found him somewhat obnoxious. I thought President Trump was good to sit with him. You'd never be able to see Biden sit and do this type of interview. But I mentioned it uh, last hour that I thought some of the questions were um, that the president, President Trump is good enough to sit with this guy and give him full access And just the way the questions are framed. Let me play. This is a little bit of President Trump with this HBO interview. Intelligence. They didn't think it was real. It was in your written brief. They didn't think it was worthy. I wouldn't mind. If it reached my desk, I would have done something about it. It never reached my desk because. Do you read your written brief? I do. Do I read a lot. Really? I read a lot. They like to say I don't read. I read a lot. Uh, You read your daily television I comprehend extraordinarily well. uh, Probably better than anybody that you've interviewed in a long time. Uh, I read a lot. I spend a lot of time with uh, at meetings. Uh, usually it's once a day or uh, at least two or three times a week intelligence. Because this was apparently talking in about India, brain. talking about right. with the problems with China, talking about so many different elements of the world. Mm-hmm. The world is a very uh, angry place. If you look all over the world, we call up, I get, uh, I see 22 soldiers were killed in India with China fighting over the border. It's been raging for many, many decades, and they've been fighting and back and forth. I I have so many briefings on so many different countries, but this one didn't reach my desk. The reason I say this is, is even if you don't believe the, this particular piece of intelligence, and there is dispute, no doubt there is dispute in the intelligence community about it, your former, uh, John Nicholson, former head of forces in Afghanistan, said, and this is when he was working for you, that Russia is supplying weapons to the Taliban. Isn't that enough to challenge Putin over the killings of well, U.S. We soldiers? Well, we supplied weapons when they were fighting Russia, too. You know, when we were when they were fighting with the Taliban when yeah, in that, Afghanistan. It's a different era. Well, it's a diff- I'm just saying, yes. But, but does that, we, how no, does that I'm affect? I'm just saying we did that, too. But how does that I don't know. I didn't ask Nicholson about that. He was there for a long time, didn't have great success because, you know, he was there before me, and then ultimately I made a change. But you surely heard that, right? I mean, it's well known in the intelligence um, community that they're arming the Taliban, Russia. Uh, I don't know. When you say arming, is supplying weapons. Or they Russia is supplying weapons uh, and money to the Taliban. I have heard that, but it's never, re- again, it's never reached my desk. I mean, he said it on the record when he was in... Hey, Russia doesn't want anything to do with Afghanistan. Let me just say about Russia. Russia used to be a thing called the Soviet Union. Because of Afghanistan, they went bankrupt. They became Russia, just so you do understand, Okay. The last thing that Russia wants to do is get too much involved with Afghanistan. They tried that once. It didn't work out. Too last much. question on this subject. And by the way, we're largely out of Afghanistan, as you probably know. Well, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, you, the U.S. troop level in Afghanistan right now is roughly the same as it was no, when you... No, you're wrong. No. Mr. President, we're, I'm sorry. We have to... Do... Okay, are you ready? No, no. We'll I need... be down in a very short... It's already planned. Well, well that's, the, that's a different question. We'll be down in a very short period of time to 8,000. Then we're going to be down to 4,000. We're negotiating right now. We've been there for 19 years. Oh, no, no, I 19 know. years. But if you just let me finish my we'll question. We'll be getting out. I understand. Look, the, when you came in, it was 8,800. You boosted to 14,000, and now you're back down to 8,500. We're, we're now... My uh, question we'll to you... We'll be at 4,000. I'll give when? you the exact... Very soon. Very soon. What will be the number? Very soon? 4,000? Very soon, yes. Like how soon? I don't want to tell you that. I don't want to tell it's you. It's big that. news. What is that? that is it's going down to four thousand, isn't it? No, I've always said. Well, what about We're what about election day? We will get largely out on election day. How many American troops will be in Afghanistan? Uh, probably anywhere from four to five thousand. That's almost as many as when you came into office. No, it's not. Eight thousand. We had much in. more. We had a lot of people over there too. Eight thousand eight hundred. Double. That is not and we true. We did a good job. We wiped out ISIS. Have you we thought about going down to zero? Say what you don't say. We took out in Syria, we took out ISIS, we 100% of the caliphate. When I took over Obama, it was totally rampant. ISIS was all over the place. We took them out, we captured them, we killed them. 100%, not 99%. I want to get out at 99. Everyone said, oh, please, would you stay? I stayed. 99% was good, but 100% of the caliphate. We took out 
Soleimani. We took out al-Baghdadi. We took out people that nobody thought possible. Al-Baghdadi was the biggest terrorist of them all. That's right. They couldn't find him. I took him out. Soleimani, even bigger. I took him out. I've done things that no other president's done. I mean, fortunately, not too many. They should have never been in the Middle East. The decision to go to the Middle East and get into the Middle East was the single biggest mistake made in the history of our country. That's my opinion. You told Fox News recently that you couldn't say whether you'd accept the results of the 2020 election. What does that actually look like as the sitting president? I mean, it's unprecedented. What would well, that actually look Hillary like? Hillary Clinton never accepted she, him. She, conceded right. on, totally she, conceded she still on, doesn't accept well, him, and she got, she got that's important very point. easily. That, that's an important point. She conceded on election night. Now, she grumbled about it. She and did not. All sorts of things. Not true. She wrote books about it. the word grumbled. Fine. She wrote books about it. That's right. I get it. I get it. 306 to 223. I'm not disputing you, Hillary Clinton. That's a lot. Listen, what I'm asking is is you'll be the sitting president in the White House, what does that look like? Gosh, Not I'll tell you what it looks like. Are you litigating? Let me tell you what it looks okay. like. So we have a new phenomenon. It's called in. It's called mail-in voting. Where you send where a governor... It's well, been here since In terms of the kind of, di- the kind of millions and millions of ballots, they've never... It'll be, it'll be like bigger this year because of the pandemic. Bigger? Not bigger. Massively bigger. Yeah, because of the so pandemic. So they're going to send tens of millions of ballots to California all over the place. Who, who's going to get them? I have a friend who lives in Westchester County. They send applications, not that. His son passed away. He had a beautiful, wonderful son, young man, passed away seven years ago. He called me. He said, I just got a, I just got a ballot... Probably for my son Robert, Probably he died seven years ago. Somebody got a ballot for a dog. Somebody got a ballot for something else. You got millions of ballots going. Nobody even knows where they're going. You look at some of the corruption having to do with universal mail-in voting. Absentee voting is okay. You have to apply. You have to go through a process. You have to apply for mail-in. Absentee voting same is good. Look, hey, look let's do concrete. Let's do concrete. They're sending out applications. Governors, millions of ballots. No, they're not. There's applications. You can there get is no way you can go through a mail-in vote without massive cheating. I honestly don't understand this topic. With, with go you. ahead. The Republican Party has an extremely well-funded vote-by-mail program. Your campaign puts out emails telling people to vote by mail. Correct. Your daughter-in-law, Lara Trump, she did robocalls in California saying it's safe and secure, mail-in voting. Let, I, let me tell you. The Republican we have won. no choice. That was an all-mail-in race. Let me tell you. Are you ready? Yeah. We have no choice. Because right now we have, but we're, we have many court cases that we're waiting. We have one filed in western Pennsylvania. We have many court cases where we're trying to end it. We went through World War One. you went to the polls, you voted. We went through World War Two. you had, went to the polls, you had voted. Mail-in voting and now because similar. of the China virus, we're supposed to stay home, send millions of ballots all over the country, millions and millions. You know, you could have a case where this election won't be decided on the evening of November 3rd. Absolutely. That is exactly right. Now, folks, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro. Now, that is an interview that President Trump did with HBO. And that is about what I don't like about that interviewer. And I'm not saying he doesn't have an aggressive style. Jonathan Swan or Swain, I believe his name, but Jonathan Swan. But he um, just the way he phrases things. It's this is that, that was real trying to be cute. Uh, there's no way that Biden could go through an interview like that. Absolutely no way. Now, right now, good afternoon. It's one nineteen. It's Tuesday afternoon. Folks, be careful. There is actually, I kid you not, a tornado watch in effect right now. So wherever you're listening, just be cautious, especially in the Cranston area. There is a tornado watch and then other parts of Massachusetts. It's this wild storm where you really want to be careful uh, for the remaining part, really, of the afternoon until tonight. And then it should um, it should start to fade and go away. But it's certainly causing um, a lot of problems right now. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by R&R Roofing, Rhode Island's number one roofing company. Do you need a new roof? Are you thinking about getting a new roof? Why not? It's a great investment in your home. All work is guaranteed. Call Richard Rossi today at R&R Roofing. Over 40 years experience, all types of shingle, flat roofs. I've met with Richard. He is the real deal. The guy is an ox, and his word is bond. Absolutely. This Richard Rossi is the type of person you want to do business with. Fully insured, licensed, and on top of that, Angie's List award winner, 
for at least five years in a row. Why not call for a free estimate? R&R Roofing. Folks, invest in your home. R&R Roofing. I proudly welcome them on. How about over 40 years experience in business, free estimates, and all work is guaranteed. R&R Roofing. Richard Rossi. Call him today. 401-823-1330. 823-1330. For R&R Roofing. Call for a free estimate. You know, you're not going to be taking a trip. You're not going to be traveling, not with everything that's going on right now. Call R&R Roofing today. Folks, it's John DePietro on this Tuesday. And again, um, some big news of the day is Rhode Island now. If you're in Rhode Island, you go to Connecticut or New York or New Jersey, you have to quarantine. So the numbers are going in the wrong direction. Governor Raimondo, press briefing tomorrow. President Trump in that interview, though, folks, started to hit on the fact if they want to do all mail ballots, good luck. Because the mail is not reliable because of the pandemic. I think the Democrats are going to regret that. Some big topics tomorrow for Governor Raimondo is what do you do about the schools? Because now the teachers unions are saying they don't want anyone going back to school. And the teachers unions are threatening to strike if the teachers have to go back to school. They are. They're threatening to strike in other states. And now that Rhode Island suddenly has ticked up a little bit, you watch. They're already starting to lay the groundwork that they will threaten to strike care as well. It's wrong. Those children belong in school. It is safe, especially for young children. It's safe. The other thing is, folks, when they talk about, well, there are teachers in their 50s and 60s and it's not safe for them. But how many teachers are there? How many are teachers are there? Are there teachers in their 20s? Are there teachers in their 30s? You can do social distancing. You can do masks. There's no reason. These people want all distance learning. It's wrong. CDC says it's safe. These children belong back in a classroom with a teacher. It is absolutely possible. And you watch. The the private schools, the Catholic schools, they're going to do it. They're going to do it effectively. They're going to do it efficiently. But this is the new mantra where the teachers, they they don't want anyone going. All of New England right now is under a tornado watch. That is the latest, folks. So you want to be careful this afternoon. Now, uh, folks, remember now, if you haven't seen the video of that Cat Kerwin, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Or if you want to see some of the video that maybe you've missed with the Facebook Live, again, it's all at the website, petro.com let's do this right now it's 124 we're going to take a quick break but stay tuned a lot more head am 38 am 1380 and 99.9 fm it's the john DePetro show the pandemic civil unrest protest and the road to the white house you are listening to the john DePetro show jay kale engineering Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let JKL Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, JKL is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call JKL Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying, JKL. They'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation, second to none. Whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call JKL Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call my friends at JKL, 401 401- 351-7600. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Let's be nice and comfortable in your home. 
JKL 401-351-7600. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. you got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, you know, I didn't make a big deal about it, but my vehicle was actually damaged uh, by some of the protesters when I was covering one of the protests. I didn't make a huge deal about it. I wouldn't want to be the focal point, but it's true. Some of the uh, protesters, they did. They damaged my vehicle. They broke the window on the side of my car. So what did I do? I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body. And you can call them today, 272-3340. I had to get it fixed. It was obviously damaged. They also damaged part of the door. And so I took it to West Fountain. I called Kenny at West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny and Patricia, West Fountain folks. They did a fantastic job. With me, I mean, that's there was only one place I was going to bring it. I needed to get my car fixed. Now, listen, if you're ever in an automobile accident, something happens to your vehicle, and you need to get it repaired, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340, the original, the best, Right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex, it's West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. If you're in an accident, something happens to your car, bring it to West Fountain. 400 West Fountain Street, Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. West Fountain Auto Body. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. Just click on Listen Live. Folks, it's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he's the managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. It's Justin Katz. And I'd like to start off, folks, Justin was, um, as part of the Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity, put together a very detailed report about the unions and also their political donations in um fully illustrated just how basically the unions in Rhode Island, they they basically run are an, an arm of the Democrat Party. And uh, and Justin, how did that come about that you put that together? Well, we just it's one of those things in Rhode Island where you start picking at a like a sunburn and his skin keeps coming off. Um, we started out just looking. We were curious. What is we all know, especially in Rhode Island, that the labor unions give most of their donations politically and most of their help to one party, to the Democrats. So we started out just trying to answer the question of, of how much is that? And the reality is it's it's high 90 percent, you know, up to 99 point something in some cases. Um, and usually if you look through the names, you start to recognize the ones, you know, like I was a John Savage was a Republican who got donations from the teachers union. He was a, a school principal and a teacher, I think. So that you, there's always an explanation for the Republicans, but generally almost all the money, all the aid locally and at the national level goes to Democrats. And once you start looking into it, though, you start to see all these other aspects. Like it's not only Democrats, it's progressive causes. And we've talked about before how when you when you look at, say, a same-sex marriage campaign or an abortion campaign and you look at the funders of these groups, somehow there's always a teacher's union or something in there, which just doesn't – there's no obvious connection between same-sex marriage and abortion. You would think a teacher's union, especially on abortion, would want there to be more children, right? That would kind of help their members out. Um, so that's the political angle. And then you keep digging and you see how it's really uh, a network for not only insiders and one party, but also for 
you know, family, family members of unions to hand out jobs to each other and to create a, a sort of a network. We call it an iron triangle of, of activists who bounce back and forth between unions, government and progressive causes. And you, you can think of, say, Ray Sullivan, who was a state legislator, uh, a Democrat side, went into the same sex marriage campaign, got money from the labor unions for that. Then now he works as a consultant for the teacher for the NEA Rhode Island and it's you, you start to really get a sense of how this network comes together and how how intimidating it is to to try to think of how to how to go against it to get some good reform in Rhode Island you also I like how you illustrated um, some very powerful groups and it to me it matches the legislation and and how well they're compensated uh, two very powerful uh, uh, union groups that a lot of people the average person has no idea the influence they have but that is the Rhode Island Association of Firefighters and also the Rhode Island Brotherhood of Correctional Officers yeah those are, are among the, the biggest uh, contributors and the biggest the biggest groups acting on behalf of you know in a political sphere um, I mean even recently you can look at uh, the the firefighters part of their quid pro quo they get for their activism and their donations is legislation. So, for example, uh, in the middle of spring, uh, while towns like mine and Tiverton were negotiating with their, con- their firefighters over overtime and how many people you can have on a shift, the, the state union got involved and pushed through legislation through uh, J- John Edwards IV from Tiverton uh, to essentially tie the hands of, of the local uh, town Towns, and that's one thing they get for their money. They also got the uh, this year. They got the cancer, um, uh, the assumption that if a firefighter gets cancer, that it must be job related. Uh, this is this is part of the quid pro quo that they're buying. <clears throat> um, we've, what I've found is that the the public safety unions, uh, firefighters, uh, police, they're deeply involved in that um, more so. <clears throat> so they're really concentrating on on leveraging politics to build up benefits that come out of taxpayers pockets uh when you start to get into the the less uh, i guess emergency oriented uh occupations like teachers and state workers you start to see a lot more of the progressive activism on social issues and and that kind of corruption so it's really even within the group of of labor unions there's some variation in that regard touch on um uh part of the report case study george knee i found that very interesting well, George George Nee, I've been following for a while. I mean, he's he's kind of a, you know, if you pay attention to politics in Rhode Island, you, you know who he is. You know him when you see him. Uh, he shows up sometimes to talk at local hearings and that kind of thing. He's always at the state house, but he's he's in some regards almost behind the scenes. Um, so you kind of have to know to look for him. And so over the years, I've traced whenever I see his name pop up, I and mean, one of the bigger surprises are the the more interesting finds was when we got a bunch of communications related to 38 studios and who should be there. George Nee trying to get a job for, for a labor friend of his, but he's also on just about every, it seems like just about every quasi public or, or somewhat public board. So he's on the state, um, the governor's workforce board, which gives out grants. Um, a report we put out about, I don't know, 70 years ago found a, a big portion of those grants go to people who are in some way connected to the board he's on the economic development corporation uh now commerce ri uh he's on the ri convention center and he recently um admitted that he has i think it's his, his sister-in-law maybe who's who's on the payroll there uh, just a very he really shows kind of exemplifies the insider trading aspect of the labor union. So whereas the NEA, they're the far left progressives. Um, George Nee, who's the head of the AFL-CIO in Rhode Island, he he's really just an inside player who gets to make a lot of decisions. And so he's got he's got a pretty high you know six figure salary on his job. But there's a lot of other stuff that goes into that. Um, and I mean, for a while, he he was in the news 12, 15 years ago. He was also on the board of Beacon Mutual, which is kind of the, the state's uh, one of the state's insurance monopolists who gets a lot of uh, public contracts for worker work insurance. And actually governor criteria Republican kind of forced him out after a big scandal about, uh, about just corruption on that board. And that was a $20,000 position he had at that point, but he's just everywhere. He's kind of, he's kind of the representation of insider dealing 
uh, and labor unions in Rhode Island. And what about the uh, Year Up, that organization? Well, it's his, I believe it's his daughter, um, it was a work for that organization. Uh, and they were getting a lot of funding from the Department of Education for a while. Uh, this has to be about 10 years ago. And so that started to fade out. She became one of the development people. And for those who don't know, a nonprofit's development is the people, that's the job is to go out and get money. And suddenly the governor's workforce board on which uh, George Nee sits started to, to, replace that money and to pay for the to fund the board uh, and it's just another that kind of incestuousness of all this there's there are all kinds of channels that public money can take to get to people who are insiders and know how to grab it you know it's interesting uh and again folks we're talking to justin katz managing at oceanstatecurrent.com it's a report they put out what you just touched on justin is so much of some of the underlying problems within the state and again most um, people have no idea because of, for instance, he's on this, the government's workforce board. I mean, in reality, in other states, that's that's the last person you want on a workforce board. Because if you actually started a company and started to hire a number of different employees, they start coming knocking on your door and they want to unionize your employees and then forget about it. Your ability to function the way you thought is over. But um, right there tells you, and this what I think is the heart of a lot of people are not going to get is as much as people, when people learn about just how much power and influence they have, how come more people don't speak out? It's because, let's be honest, Justin, can, could someone be a successful Democrat in the state and that not have some kind of working relationship with the likes of me and some of the others? Oh, no, of course not. They'll, I mean, that's why in a lot of races in Rhode Island, it's the primary that that is the thing to watch. That's what you have to to keep an eye on. Whether it's uh, what was it, Doug Jablinski in Bristol, or even uh, Lieutenant Governor McKee. You know, if you're not on the right on the right side on these things, and it's not just for politics, it's for any kind of policy. I mean, it's just so connected and incestuous that you could have you could want some kind of some deal from the Commerce Corporation. You're trying to get a company going, and you're just you're working with them because our laws kind of force you to start to work with them. Uh, but then you say you have some relationship with this year up organization and you think, oh, they don't they they shouldn't be getting public money. You can't say anything about that because the father of one of their development executives is on not only the governor's workforce board, but the Commerce Corporation. So policies like that start to you can't make good decisions in government. So not only and, and you can't elect people who will make good decisions because the unions will come after you. Yeah, that in I mean, if you get a your rep. And you get a phone call from him, and they're looking for your vote on a certain piece of legislation. You you'd have you have to think long and hard if this is an individual you're going to say no to because they 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 will run someone in a primary to knock you out uh, all within the party. They to me, this report that that uh, that you put together and the the center put together is, I mean that that is a huge component of the problem. Uh, in the state because basically they are the arm that drive the party and um, and again you know I remember hearing someone um, who was a firefighter and said you know they never could figure out if the head of the union told them to do something and the fire chief told them to do the opposite it was always confusing as who's really running things like who do I really listen to do I listen to the, the head of the union or do I listen to the fire chief and and I've been told it's the same type of thing. They have their constituents. Sometimes they have the head of the Democrat Party. But if the head of if someone like that power and union contacts a uh, representative or a state senator or even city council, whatever, and, and tells you to go along a certain way, you better think about it if you're not going to. Yeah, Folks, well, coming up. Go ahead, Justin. Uh, that, that's that's a very important point. I mean, the. We see reports. We had it in Tiverton. We we saw a big controversial one in Cranston about division in, in fire departments. Say a lot of that comes down to that. You know who's listening to the fire chief and who's listening to the union and how does that relationship work out? And then as we saw in Tiverton, when when they wanted our local contract, the firefighters were on board with the, what we were negotiating, but the state firefighters didn't like it for other purposes, so they came in. And then the, I think you touched on a really important point there, which is. When you look at this, you see how incestuous it is, how hard it is to change anything. And for years, I've watched as young, productive Rhode Islanders have left the state looking for work. But I think a big part of the story is also just the hopelessness of any change. And this union report shows that they're a big part of it. 
Folks, coming up, we are going to touch on uh, Governor Raimondo uh, going against President Trump, the education commissioner, situation with mail ballots. All ahead, politics this week with Justin Katz right here on the John DePietro. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Johnson Propane. Folks, stop in and see Phil Johnson. You can call him at 621-8129, located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Now, right in front of Stop and Shop next to Wendy's, they're open seven days a week for all your propane needs. It's Johnson Propane. Propane tanks filled, plus they have tanks and supplies. Here's the thing with Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. They'll refill your Blue Rhino tank. Now, most of the time, if you bring it somewhere, they swap it out. And they charge you 22 bucks. Not with Johnson Propane. Phil will refill that Blue Rhino tank for just $15. They're open seven days a week, right next door to Wendy's. Credit cards accepted. Nine to seven each day. Stop it and see Phil. And he never runs out. He's always backed up. Since 1971, you can depend. Johnson Propane. Bring in your propane tanks. Call him 621-8129. Better yet, stop in and see him. 904 Manton Avenue of Providence. Right in front of the stop and shop. The guy is a legend. And right next door to Wendy's, it's Johnson Propane. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, last week, um, President Trump tweeted out, you know, with all the problems with mail ballots and all these other problems, maybe we should delay the election. Tweeted it out. Um, if anything, you know, brought... A lot of political buzz and so forth. But when doing an interview, Governor Mundo was asked about that and said he is insane. He's insane. He's losing control. What What is your reaction to – she is the, the governor. He's the president of the United States. There, there are people that support him. There are people that you can vote for. Um, what is your reaction to her saying he's insane? <laughs> well, I, I think she had a very stone cold face, so I, she seemed to be um, <laughs> to be pushing kind of a partisan line, and she tied it right into uh, federal agents protecting federal property in other states, uh, which she said was unprecedented and ridiculous. She called <laughs> she called uh, federal officers protecting a, a courthouse in, in Portland uh, the president's militia <laughs> coming yeah. into the state. I mean, she, it's kind of off the hook uh, I mean and I, I find it I can't find much of a way to interpret it other than this is somebody auditioning to be the vice president show candidate and it was kind of even I mean Tim White pushed back a little bit he was conducting an interview on whether it's unprecedented for federal troops to be in a state but uh, a lot of it he just kind of I mean the, the the governor just called the president insane like losing his mind and I uh, my my other thought is it's kind of ironic. You, you start to you see in politics a lot um, when when you're when you've got a weak point, you accuse your opponent of having the same weak point, only worse. And with all the talk of Joe Biden being of questionable uh, mental stability uh, and of 
whether he's hiding, quote, hiding in a basement because he can't, he, he's afraid to do an interview. I mean, that's a, that's a large talking point in national politics. And so I wonder how much to the degree to which this has kind of been pushed out as a talking point. Did she get a memo saying, we're calling the president insane? That is the talking point. Uh, so I, that was my first, I, I don't see any other way to see it than just this is her running for vice president. Well, and, but at the same time, um, and he did push back, I found some of her comments, especially as we're coming out of this, we're not coming out of it, we're in this pandemic where, let's face it, between the mask wearing, you're seeing people snap in public, people losing their jobs, people are frightened about the kids going back to school. The problems of mental health are real right now in the country. And I found that, um, I, and I spoke to someone in that field that thought it was it was very insensitive. And it was also... You know, this is a individual who's always, you know, you don't name call and the bullying and all this other stuff. What does that say to how you're the governor, um, supposedly very, you know, high approval rating, 71 percent. But I, I think how does this what's the message here? If there's someone you disagree with, that that's how you then just label them. And I, I just found it, it, it really um, went kind of out of bounds because it's one thing to say I disagree I don't think that's effective I don't know if we're at that point it's going to be some challenges but if you just label someone quote insane he's lost his mind he's losing control I think that's another degree because as I said on the radio show what then what does that speak of someone who wants to vote for the president who will vote for president the president and supports the president I think it's insight as to what she truly thinks of of Trump supporters. Well, I, th- I think so. But also a lot of it was, I mean, as she explained herself, a lot of it was just based on, on falsehood. So, for example, she said the, he was sending in, he's sending in federal agents, his, quote, militia, for no reason. And that's where Tim right. pushed back and said, there are riots going on. There's no, I mean, whatever you want to say, there, it's not for no reason. And also this, she she was dishonest about this, the tweet about the, the delaying the election. First of all, he didn't say, I'm going to do this. He said no. it was more of he put three question marks. It was really, yes. is this something we should consider was was how I think a normal person would take what he did tweet. And there's also the other side, which which didn't come up at all in the interview, at least at the portion I saw was uh, the mail ballot question is, does he have a point? I mean, yes. part of part of being insane is one, having an excuse to send people uh, troops in. If you've got a reason to do it, it's not insane to do it. And if you do have legitimate concerns about uh, mail ballot elections and fraud, which frankly I do, then it's not insane to say, hey, should we do something? Should we rush forward with this election? Um, and I think a lot of it was uh, that that tweet, uh, a lot of, there's been a lot of commentary about how it was just unacceptable for him to do that, to tweet something like that. And it raises you know images of dictators i think a lot of it was a kind of a negotiating point to back the the democrats off the the idea of a fully mail ballot election uh and so i I think that's kind of his mo but i think that's what he was thinking but her her response was just yeah it was over the top and that's not true i mean when you had the civil rights problems in the south uh we we did have troops go in but it i found for someone who at one moment, you're doing the pandemic and then the nemic, and then the next moment, those are real Democrat talking points. Uh, that was not off the cuff. That was, they get an email, here's how you want to approach this. It could be the VP thing, or definitely some position within the cabinet. But I found that, um, I found that just alarming that, that she had no problem, the governor, going on the local six o'clock news on Channel 12. And she's calling the president of the United States insane. Right. And fear mongering. I mean, that's basically yes. she's, she's making it sound like he's preparing a coup, which is which is not at all the case. And uh, so that made me think also of the COVID-19 stuff where she's, you know, she, she, part of her rhetoric is to make it seem scary. I mean, part of it has been to make it a, make us afraid. Uh, and that's that's a concern that the, there's this kind of fear-mongering going on, uh, particularly when the governor's, you know, as, as I said, in the view for a vice presidential case. So here we've got a governor who um, who has taken all this power to herself to the point of telling people they can't, how many people can have, they can have in their backyard for a barbecue. Uh, and she's also out there potentially going to be campaigning as a 
presidential vice president vice presidential candidate uh there's there's a real mis- mixed message there uh, and it's hard to know uh and it's disconcerting to to try to figure out where is the line between what's real and yeah. what's politics and that that's something i think rhode islanders should be concerned about yeah and and if the governor wants to touch on this business of that's she said never happened in our country well i'll tell you something that's never happened in our state and that is you are an american citizen and you're an older individual and you happen to reside in quote a congregated setting nursing home she has decided no you are not going to leave there or go see your family they're not coming to see you 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 want to talk about unprecedented that's been unprecedented people dying uh that has caused tremendous tremendous problems within families with emotional toll and talking about an insane abuse of power is the fact that you have someone who is you know, of sound mind who's 80 years old that just had a some kind of a medical problem and they are unallowed, not allowed. She decided, no, your family is not coming in here to see you and blah, blah, blah. That to me is far more of an abuse of power as opposed to someone that floats out on social media. Gee, <laughs> they were all complaining about the mail ballots. Maybe we should delay the election. Yeah, and it's it's tied with a uh, not only an abuse of power, but a, a avoid, avoidance of responsibility on her part. Uh, I mean, we never hear we hear about how ter- how terrible backyard parties are and that kind of thing, but we never hear about the the riots and protests in Rhode Island as a problem for the the disease. And then in these other places, part the biggest part of the problem is the mayors and governors refusing to stop. The chaos to the point that the federal yeah. agents have to come in and protect a federal building. That's so it's this mixture of I'm grabbing all kinds of power to tell you what to do when I want to, and when I don't want to, I'm not. I'm going to shirk my power. I'm not going to shirk my responsibility and not do what I'm supposed to do. And that's that's I think a growing concern among Americans. One other last point: you you raise a very good point about the fear mongering because as much as I kind of dismissed it when. Uh, Mayor Alorza issued a statement saying that he's not going to allow President Trump to bring special agents in troops into Rhode Island. He'll fight against it. As much as I kind of dismissed it, like, what are you talking about? Like, why would they do that? But if you're not paying attention and you listen to Mayor Alorza and Governor Mundo, the way most people don't fully follow the news, they may be under the impression like, my God, he may just suddenly send troops in here. You know, he may send in a militia. He may, uh, wow, how bad is this? He is a dictator. He is insane. We need to get him out of here. As we know, there's no, there's no reason why they'd be sending troops or special agents into Providence. But if you have the governor and the mayor saying, well, he's, this has never happened. He's doing it in states, she said, when it's really just one state. That is fear-mongering, and that's very dangerous. Folks, coming up, we are going to talk about the mail balance. Um and also the situation with the back to school. It's all ahead. Politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor of OceanStateCurrent.com on the John DePietro Show. Right now, I'll bet you could use some extra cash. Why not sell some of your gold, silver, other precious metals? Vero Industries, folks, over 40 years experience, they will give you cash. They'll buy your gold, silver, other precious metals. Call Lee today at 401-434-8900. Leo has over 40 years experience. It's V-E-R-O, Vero Industries. They will buy gold, silver, other precious metals, old, broken, new, silverware, jewelry, serving trays, tea, coffee sets, or pieces. Listen, why not right now sell it and get that cash that you need? Call Leo at Vero Industries, 401 434 8900 impeccable reputation folks they know the industry better than anyone and they'll give you what it's worth your gold silver also a buyer of individual coins coin collections watches half earring pieces and much more call leo at vero industries why not get some cash right now for that gold silver and other precious metals call leo 401 434 8900 weekend evening appointments are available two locations or at your location their location two locations east providence and warwick call them vero industries 401-434-8900 listen get cash 
for that gold, silver, other precious metals you have, call Leo, 401-434-8900. One more time. 434-8900. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at Innovest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You gotta freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional, and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at Innovest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321- 2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today your best lawn ever guaranteed 401 392 1025. 401 392 1025 or online they have a great website lawndoctor.com. What do they do? Well, outdoor pest control, annual program, lawn care service. They make great lawns happen. Lawn Doctor Rhode Island, your lawn care company. Love your lawn. Best lawn guaranteed. Call them today, 401-392-1025. Free uh, consultation and estimate, 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor. And now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time-release fertilizer, professional blend of high-calcium line, Lawn Doctor. Go online, check them out. It's LawnDoctor.com or call them today, 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. WNRI Winsocket.